0: Welcome to Mint, the podcast exploring the Web3 creator economy. I'm your host, Adam Levy, and every Tuesday and Thursday, I'll be showing you what's happening at the corner where crypto meets creators by interviewing Web3's top creative entrepreneurs, collectors, and founders. This episode is brought to you by the composable and decentralized social graph Lens Protocol, who's ready for you to build on so that you can focus on creating a great experience, not scaling your users. Guys, I've talked about this on the podcast before, we as creators need to break through a new paradigm of social networking apps that we control rather than them controlling us. Lens Protocol isn't a social media app, it's designed to let Web3 social apps bloom. Own your content, own your social graph, own your data. Lens Protocol is the last social media handle you'll ever have to create. This episode welcomes Jeniel Thacker, CEO of Coinvise. An old friend of the podcast who's actually introducing a couple new features on CoinVise that are relatively interesting. A couple of months ago, we did an episode all about membership NFTs. And today we're doing an episode all about airdrops, specifically the evolution of airdrops and how they're thinking about airdrops a little bit differently. So without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. Janil, we're in Berlin. What's up, man? Welcome to Mint. How are you doing? Round three, I think. Round three, yeah. yes. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes, yeah, season one. Uh, I think you're one of the first episodes. And then last season, we did one on membership NFTs. And then today, what are we doing?
1: Today, we're doing airdrops. Airdrops, uh, okay. A new feature on CoinWise okay. is launching. Airdrops is our like most used tool and our oldest tool. When I started CoinWise in, in about late 2020, uh, airdrop was the first thing we worked on. It was token creation and airdrops. But... Uh, I had about $2,000 in my savings and we worked together to build out AirDraws for I think we worked two weeks and we shipped the feature out and it was the exact same tool which, we, which we're upgrading today. Um, it was the claim page. Uh, So anybody could create their own claim page and share it on social media and you can create like a retroactive airdrop like platforms can. And now we've upgraded airdrops to three different tools. You can send it to wallet addresses. You can create your own claim page um, and you can do NFT airdrops as well. Um, Yeah.
0: So last conversation we had was on membership NFTs and now the focus is on airdrops. Why focus now on airdrops? What, What opportunity are you seeing? Yeah, I mean, we're focusing on
1: airdrops and membership NFTs in conjunction, and we see these two connected in a way where the user can embed airdrops into membership NFTs mm. and membership NFTs could be automated with airdrops as well. Got it. And I, I'm happy to go more deeper into what that looks like. But yeah, those are the two core tools we're working on today.
0: Okay, cool. So I remember you guys had a really viral tweet that happened yeah. uh, about two months ago, yep. right? Um, when you guys announced membership nfts i'm curious sort of how that announcement go like what was the progression since you guys issued membership nfts and uh yeah i guess the next obvious step would be airdrops because once you build a community using membership nfts you want to reward you want to maybe do some marketing um etc airdrops are a good way to do it yeah
1: yeah so initially when we did the membership nft announcement we wanted to sort of showcase the idea that membership nfts should look like drag and drop sort of utilities that you can plug into sort of like a patreon tier okay. which has benefits a series of benefits for you know when a, whenever somebody purchases that tier and they, they get access to them what does the Web3 version of that look like? So we introduced something called plugins and those plugins could be access to discord the post plugins could be access to events. It could be, you know, you could route some of the funds or revenue to public goods funding. There could be just a number of benefits that you can get, which are all uh, enforced on chain. Uh, and one of the mm. benefits or one of the plugins that we designed was airdrop because airdrop is something we've been working on for, I don't know, about a year and a half now. Uh, so we, added that as one of the benefits or plugins for membership NFTs so whenever somebody purchases your membership NFT, they automatically get an airdrop in the same transaction Mm. And, and this sort of idea was something that we were trying to communicate with that tweet that it is all like It's not like I'm promising something to my community, to my audience. And then there was this missing link that of like sort of accountability that once I raise a certain amount of ETH or dollars from a crowdfund uh, or from selling NFTs, there was no sort of like obligation for me to even add that value six months down the line, two years down the line. Mm. And for projects to truly build networks, it was important that a lot of the value was given back to the audience or community on chain and it was proven on chain. So at Coinwise, we decided, okay, why don't we just build use cases and integrate with plugins like that, where you can just give an airdrop every time somebody purchases an NFT, which is how, which is why that tweet went viral. And obviously now we're trying to improve airdrops more so right. than what it is today, which I can obviously yeah. go more deeper into.
0: I'm trying to think of like the use cases around why someone would in, like create an airdrop right after they claim something. So like if you mint an NFT, okay, you yeah. get that. And then you automatically get something sent to your wallet. Right? Right. What are the use cases behind why you would do something like that? Because typically you just see like phase one of issuing membership NFTs. And then down the line, you see maybe an ERC 20 get issued as a form of governance, right? Yeah. As a form of like community currency. Yeah. Um, why do them, for example, in the same type of transaction or like, like simultaneously?
1: Yeah. So a lot of membership NFTs, like the word says, they represented access to a community. Uh, it was, it was something that, wasn't seen as a uh, mechanism for creating liquidity or using for governance. Maybe mm-hmm. they were used for governance, but they were extensively used for access to a private channel in your Discord or access to a small group of people, right? And airdrops of community tokens specifically. So if you have a community and the community ends up having a token, even if you're a personal, if you're a creator yourself, you can sort of give those tokens for broader use cases outside of the NFT. So we saw, before we like launched this as a plugin, we saw a lot of people asking us, hey, I wanna sort of airdrop tokens to all the people that invested in us uh, when we, when we release it, because you sort of wanna uh, like distribute tokens or ownership to people that truly support you, right? uh so might as well like sort of create this automation where you having to do it later or even like you having to like expand use cases to governance or 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 you know like the tokens itself represented as like royalties Mm -hmm. uh those were made possible uh with like community tokens or fungible tokens and this is optional so if if fungible token is indeed something that comes down the line and if liquidity is not something you're thinking about right now because the community is in its early stages NFT memberships alone can can be released. And one of the plugins is Discord Access, which is live right now. Sure. So you can start
0: creating a, a Discord and, and automatically people get access when they purchase the NFT. Okay, cool. I'm trying to think of like uh, examples like in practice. The most iconic airdrop that I think if you've been in the space for long enough is the Uniswap airdrop. Right. I remember where I was when I got that. I think that was like it was probably the first airdrop as well, right? Okay. Um 420 Uniswap, or it was 420 yep. tokens. I think at some point even got up to like 15 K for that 100, $420 that I got for free. Yeah. And from that point on, like we had an airdrop frenzy. Yeah. That was two, two summers ago. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, looking back today, how would you say, cause you've been working on this airdrop tool for a while now, as yeah. you said, how have you seen sort of the evolution of airdrops from like a, a feature point of view, from a marketing point of view, uh, from a timing point of view, et cetera.
1: Yeah. So, Initially, I mean, like you said, uh, it was Uniswap airdrop. Then we saw the ENS airdrop, Optimism right. airdrop. Uh, and there were uh, a lot of other platforms in between. Uh, I think Looks Rare, Looks Rare did an airdrop. And a lot of the overarching theme for all these airdrops was recruitment. There's a really good article written on uh, speaking about that airdrops are can be used really well for recruitment, whether it's recruitment of users for your platform, for community members, for your community. Uh, or even recruiting the right
0: people to support your project and become your early community. Got it. project. Got it. Okay. Got it. So what does this article actually outline? Because it still doesn't really create like, like the initial question was like, how do you create like meaningful connections? Right. Right. How do you incentivize long-term participation so that users actually feel like have a voice. Right. Uh, in whatever system they're playing in.
1: So this is the core problem that we are trying to address with airdrops version three is to date, uh, airdrops on Coinwise were similar, very similar to airdrops, how you've seen till today is you can send tokens to a group of people by Mm -hmm. creating a claim page or by distributing to wallet addresses. But again, you had to come up with incentives yourself and you had to like sort of figure out how you like give that value back to your community and how value is accrued over a certain period of time. With version three on CoinWise, we've sort of built templates or plugins, uh, and these plugins are essentially just meaningful forms of contribution or Mm. participation. This is the one thing we we say in our company a lot is uh, distribute tokens at the speed of participation. Mm. and participation is the core problem we're trying to solve with airdrops because that's the missing link and that's something that you should uh, distribute ownership on is participate and that's how like conditional to participation is how you should distribute tokens
0: how would you sort of define participation in like an independent creators uh, use case
1: yeah i think like in like for independent creators i think participation is a like some kind of collective effort into okay. a producing media or like helping them produce media okay or helping expand the network and, and strengthen that network because a lot of times it's not you know uh, the number of people in a the community they're more interested in building stronger relationships right so anything that Contributes meaningfully to building that network stronger, or if if media is something that you're producing as an independent creator, if you can sort of crowdsource content in a very high quality way, you sort of become a really large team that's collectively building media on the internet, uh, with a lot of aligned values, mm. and I think that could be really powerful in so many ways, even efficient, uh, with a lot of Web3 tools that are out there. But airdrops could be programmed to be distributed to these people that are. A like helping you provide content or helping you filter content and make sure it's like the right quality, or B help like further strengthen the network, and you can sort of figure out what's more important to you. But ultimately, what's always important or what makes somebody hold their token is either the people or the content, uh, or, or the media that you produce.
0: Right. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um. So right now we're in Berlin. Yeah. It's ETH, it's uh basically Berlin Blockchain Week. Yep. ETH Berlin is towards the end of the week. Um. This is the first time we're meeting. Yeah. We've known each other for over a year, over a year, over a year, yeah. maybe two close to a year and a close half. To, yeah. yeah. You're the reason, one of the main reasons, um, uh, if not the primary reason why, why mint got started. Um, I remember you called or we were, we were talking about doing some type of token project at the time. Yeah. Um, and you were also looking for people to do marketing, whatever. And I just had left my job at Draper Gorin home, mm-hmm. um, to start the podcast and, it's funny because a lot of why I originally quit Draper home was to start a token-based community for creator and was thinking of using CoinVise essentially as that, as that foundation to sort of launch the token, build a community around it, et cetera. And I'm curious how you sort of, and that was about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. So how are airdrops, how were airdrops being used then? Right. Yeah. And now with this new feature that you're introducing, how do you expect them to be used now?
1: Yeah. So airdrops before were used for rewarding soft contributions and rewarding community-specific interactions that were, hey, go retweet this tweet. Hey, help me. Uh, moderate this uh, discord call or hey why don't you sort of help uh, manage our community and we'll we'll sort of give you x amount of tokens every month so they were sort of community specific actions that were rewarded with tokens Uh, and what we realized is a uh, airdrops should be participation first and because these tokens are valuable and they often represent ownership in a community even though they're utility tokens so even if they're non-liquid tokens what are some ways which are meaningful forms of participation that you can scope out that can sort of be applied to a lot of the creator communities that we work with today. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So, uh, we sort of made a list and, uh, some of the use cases that really stood out for airdrops was a, uh, this is something we've seen with platforms too, but vampire attacks. Mm-mm. I think vampire attacks uh, has been like the overarching theme of like go-to-market strategy for a lot of individuals, creators, uh, platforms. This is how Sushi Swap became SushiSwap right. is, is is because of the vampire attack. Uh, and essentially, for people who don't know, vampire attack is essentially when um, uh, a Sushi Swap uh, did uh, airdrop tokens to. I think that were Uniswap liquidity LP token sure. holders. Uh, and uh, now you, if you go to CoinWise, you can essentially just fetch Uh, any token so you can put in let's say bankless dao uh, and it'll return all the tokens of a bankless uh, bankless dao holder and you can airdrop them tokens directly to their wallet so we've sort of built plugins for pop so you can get all the people that hold a particular pop all you have to do is just put in an id Mm. Uh, you can put you can get all the people that voted for a snapshot proposal so you can just put in the proposal id or you can get all any kind of token holder token nft uh, or like reward participation on Twitter. And all these tools are like all no code. So before I, we saw people like manually trying to fetch these addresses and then airdrop them. But now you can just put in the token or put in the pop ID or snapshot ID for mm-hmm. governance. And you can airdrop them tokens for meaningful contribution. Got it.
0: What's up, guys? Sorry for the quick pause, but I wanted to tell you about Bello. A new blockchain analytics tool I built that helps Web3 native creators and communities learn more about their collectors and their on-chain behavior through a simple search bellows intelligence can help you figure out a price for your nft drop show you what other communities your collectors are a part of and empower you with insights to make confident decisions on how to grow your community i built bellow with you in mind so as a creator myself bellows helped me make money by finding sponsors for the podcast and allowed me to curate better content for you guys and now it's ready to help other creators too if you're a web3 native creator nft project founder or community manager join the waitlist to try Bello's beta product today by signing up at bellow.lol forward slash join that's b-e-l-l-o dot l-o-l forward slash join all right back to the episode so i like how you sort of segmentated the airdrop tool around um either a certain action mm-hmm. or a certain sort of filter right um, i'm curious how 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 to what extent this filter sort of goes so can i find people who um who were a part of bankless who also signed signatures um who ha- who have about x amount in their wallet right mm-hmm. and extract that accordingly
1: yeah so this is exactly the idea is when you look at the optimism airdrop, they also had certain conditions on what what made you a valuable member to the optimism collective Mm -hmm. right and one of them was you should be a gitcoin grantee you should have participated in their governance and proposals uh you should have been like you know participated uh, on the optimism network right um so what makes you valuable as a community member is a that you've participated in any form of their governance snapshot Mm -hmm. has been by far the most popular and even when we did user interviews the requests for a lot of these like hey, I, I want you to automate X and reward Y tokens to Got this it. person, right? Uh, they range from like really wide, like really like wake things like, hey, I want to distribute tokens for uh, them having to do some kind of work. So mm-hmm. that was like bounties or D work uh, all the way to like really specific is like, if they uh, read this article on my website, I want to distribute them tokens. Uh, so we sort of had to find a middle ground on what was possible and what was like what is something that we can do on chain at at scale for multiple communities Mm. so pop i mean if you if you think about it for creator communities hosting events is the best way to build and and strengthen relationships so we saw most of the events that we attended or or even studied uh poops was the one tool that they used almost every single time virtual or in right
0: it's like you go back to the events point of view like I haven't seen too many creators sort of throw events and this is from like individual creators, music creators, whatever, maybe they don't need to, maybe it's very much irrelevant to them. But one sort of group that continuously does events that I, um, that I just like always remember like Rave, like the Ave raves, right? Um, There's DevCon happening in Colombia in a few months, they're doing a Rave. And it's like such a cool way to bring people together, but also meet developers, right? Show them a good time, Mm -hmm. celebrate, do all these things. Um, and now they can maybe even take it one step further by kind of like, aggregating everybody that sort of kind of like attend all Ravi events, being right. able to extract that information in a very seamless, uh, seamless way. Okay, cool. Um, I'm also trying to think in terms of bots because, um, all these civil attacks, they're very real. Mm-hmm. And there's certain groups that are sort of dedicated to airdrops. Right. Um, and they have built in, like insane bot communities and yeah. fake profiles and fake addresses, et cetera what do you have to say to those people?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think it's a very real problem, which is why we've like carefully selected some of the templates we've built uh, on how you sort of get those addresses and how you can sort of combine all of these conditions together. So um, snapshot, it's very difficult to do a bot attack, even though even if you could uh, participating or like doing a bot attack on a particular proposal and making it sort of uh, go one way or the other and then once you win you sort of get airdropped is extremely difficult mm. to do same thing with poops if you went to rave and if you have the pop it's really difficult to acquire that pop if you were at the ring, right right um so we sort of built like we're going slow in the sense that we've built these Uh, considering like bots in the first place and otherwise like the previous version of CoinWise was very open-ended right so you could do a lot of these things and I think that's when it was like like a huge problem right but now you can sort of choose and you can just select these and these are like pre-configured for you right out of the box so you can like do multiple conditions you can say you must have attended Rave you must have voted in this proposal you must hold 75 FWB and you must be like let's say a Gitcoin grantee Mm. and if you mix those no but bo- i mean it's really difficult for bot to satisfy all of those right
0: yeah because it like you'd have to actually be a human to do those yep. things <laughs> um okay interesting so membership nfts airdrops what do you imagine being the next focus yeah so the
1: idea is to go deeper into airdrops and membership nfts okay. the premise of Coinwise is to build no code tools so building communities is easier and we want to sort of we've I mean, over the past 1.5 years, we've identified that uh, to be able to build, start, and and just grow networks in general, airdrops and membership NFTs play a crucial role. Uh, Membership NFTs is a great way to start out. So if you're just starting out, you might launch um, membership NFTs that would attract your early community. Mm -hmm. Uh, You would progressively do airdrops as and when they participate more. Mm -hmm. So that's A, uh, acquisition, and B, retention with airdrops. Uh, and you continue doing that over a period of time for different meaningful forms of participation. So that's exactly what we're going to do with Coinwise. We're going to add more plugins for memberships, so that right now you have you can add in uh, an airdrop, add in access to Discord as a benefit, and obviously you can add custom benefits to mem- your tiers. Uh, but you could in future you'd be able to add like you get access to events online and virtual or in person. Uh, you get access to let's say. Uh, some kind of media or content because mm. a lot of creators produce content. You just drag and drop that into your tier and we make sure that you sort of uh, are able to token gate that. Same thing for airdrops. Uh, we want people to be able to do airdrops similar to how ENS or a lot of these platforms are doing, but in a very meaningful way. Mm-hmm. So you can add these conditions like I just mentioned uh, and we're going to add more and more of these plugins. You can think of it like similar to Zapier where we build these
0: integrations so that it's easier for you to build a community. Got it. So it feels like a, a marketplace essentially yeah like a plug-in store essentially yeah. it's just a
1: uh, a variety of use cases and we just want to like show our users use cases when they go to our platform right uh, because before it was just they had to come up with use cases but now all they they just see all the use cases right in front of them. right and you just drag and drop like lego blocks
0: right yeah very cool i like that that's um that's a uh, it's like a, fo- a big focus on like user experience a big focus on like yeah product because we lack i still think we lack like really good products yeah in crypto consumer facing products um yeah man this is this is super cool super exciting what's uh what's on your agenda for ETH berlin so um uh, for ETH
1: berlin i mean this week is is really important to us because we're releasing airdrops version three okay uh we're releasing uh ibn and Glor's music nfts mm. uh this Shout is like one of the ibn. first Use cases of music NFTs going live on CoinWise. Uh, he's going to be doing his sort of Patreon style subscription tiers for access to his content, all uh, via CoinWise. So you can pay in ETH and you get access to a lot of his content as well as. Um, a lot of the music albums that he's going to be producing in future. Uh, we're also doing membership NFTs and going live with Felt DAO, which is an investment DAO based out of LA, mm. um, and their membership NFTs are now uh, live on Coinwise. You can go to Eve Members on Coinwise and check it out. Uh, and then we are uh, doing membership NFTs with Radar, uh, and these are like sort of sponsorship. So they're hosting an event in the future, which obviously everybody will learn more about, uh, but they're raising their funds for, this, uh, for the event uh, with sponsorships, and all the sponsors can go to Coinwise, get the NFTs, uh, and for like, acquiring those NFTs, they get a certain amount of benefits, mm. uh, visibility, uh, so sponsorship is also a very interesting use case that we see over and over again because most of these events that you see in crypto are funded via sponsorships even like content that is produced today if you're writing a premium newsletter right a lot of the uh, sort of funds are raised by writers from sponsorships today believe mm-hmm. it or not really? so i okay. think that was also a really interesting avenue for us to explore
0: how did you figure out that correlation writers bring in a lot of the sponsorships just like newsletter ads or
1: yeah i mean we saw like a lot of the newsletters that i read or even if like you talk to or, or go over a lot of the top 10 top 20 publications most of the people if you look at them uh i think uh, i forgot the number but you can actually contact them and some of them you know, have them on their about page is you can sort of get featured on their newsletter because oh, they okay. get certain views um and and that's how they that's like an additional source of revenue that they have in addition to right. subs- subscriptions okay
0: so. so you see sponsorship nfts as being a. Uh,
1: yeah something's going on i mean i just think that this is one of those areas which is a bit more underexplored Mm. and um, this is one of those early use cases where sponsorship nfts could be uh could be used as a way for creators and communities to uh get funding or or even like attract uh people from the outside to uh work with so
0: i've I've been using sponsorship nft since episode one you were the first person to collect my first sponsorship nft um and I think I've given out like over fifteen to date yeah. across six seasons or something. Yeah. Which is crazy to think about. Um and a really cool concept because all revenue for me has been on chain since right. like day zero. Um and I haven't really seen anybody really explore like sponsorship based NFTs, like right. an NFT that unlocks a certain level of utility if collected. Um for me though, I kind of see it as, as the, as like my sort of stepping stones to building some type of on-chain community in the future. And these brands playing a role beyond just sending me money. Right. right? Um, And me just like promoting their brand kind of thing. Like they have something to collect for them to see that they were part of the community for the community to see who else is collecting alongside them. Right. Um, Yeah. Super, super cool. Have you seen any other communities sort of mingle and like mess around with the sponsorship nfts of course so is it is it but is it just from the point of view of just like sending money on chain to then receive a utility or do they get an nft in return
1: yeah so uh this is a perfect segue we just did fwb fest okay and coinwise was one of the sponsors in fwb fest. Mm. and that was our perfect example of what sponsorship nft could look like uh being like one of the partners of fwb fest we got to airdrop nfts to Uh, people that attended the fest and even attended some of the sessions uh, as well as like Uh, it was a great way for us to get utility because we were physically at the event. We hosted a workshop. Uh, We sort of got access to a wider community of uh, artists uh, that were all there in person. And we could do like a session on what CoinWise um, has to offer. So as a brand uh, and as somebody working with FWB, I think it was a great opportunity for us to explore like what sponsorship NFTs could look like. And once we started like seeing more of those examples with like I said, Radar, which is going live this week uh, and a few other communities uh, Refraction is one of them. Refraction is an events community. Uh, there's so many other DAOs, even Pizza DAO. A lot of these communities, if you like, sort of s- s- scope out and see where does the treasury come from. Uh, sponsorship NFTs is like, are just sponsorship or advertisement revenue that creators do for uh, for brands is like huge portion of it. And I think that could be an interesting use case of membership NFTs themselves because when you're sort of working with a brand, you're like, that's your acquisition cost. Right. That's your community building cost. Um uh, so I think like that's something that could unlock a lot more potential. Uh, so I'm interested in seeing where this goes. Got it.
0: Yeah. Really, really cool. I still think sponsorship based NFTs are super early. Yeah. Um, let alone NFTs in general, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious for you to also like to also hear your point of view of, um, you've been in the creator economy space building in web three for, for a minute. Um, what have you seen sort of the, the, the vibe is right now, considering we're in a bear market, um in terms of like creators doing new projects uh funding all these other other cool things that are happening uh, in, a, in and around like creators
1: yeah i think like if you look ask anybody it's like one of the most difficult times for for funding or sure. but, but i think like some of the i guess gaps or voids if you look at just scope out for projects in web3 one of them is like messaging Messaging has been the weakest link in Web3 for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think we're starting to see like better UX and, and better UI, but also that should be in conjunction with real use cases. Uh, so seeing a lot of use cases evolve is something that I'm really interested in seeing. And one of them that I'm seeing is with Guild XYZ. Uh, they're doing membership management. and that was it, it was one of those first platforms that showed us that if you show people use cases in a templatized way, Uh, where everything comes out of the box and you can sort of create unique things out of it. Uh, I think that was like something very powerful. Got it. And that showed the message. So I think more of that where uh, you don't work against, but you sort of work with a lot of the platforms that are complimentary to you. And there was a great article, like it goes way back in the 90s on how Dungeons and Dragons evolved. And Joel Spolsky wrote an article on commoditize your compliment. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, which is very popular is essentially saying every platform that or every tool that plays complementary to you, you sort of commoditize that uh, and, and what, what ends up leaving is sort of the core value that you end up adding mm. and that's the best way to build a community, which is how Dungeons & Dragons became uh, one of the biggest games in the got, industry.
0: It. got it, Dude, super exciting stuff, yeah. really, really cool. I'm excited to see how people sort of integrate their membership NFTs that they mentioned on CoinVise, now with AirDrops and Sort of like what the evolution is yeah. uh, is from here. I guess before we wrap this up and go enjoy our time at ETH Berlin, um, any any last words? What what sort of details do we need to know for yeah. for this announcement that's dropping today?
1: Yeah, so uh, airdrops version three. Uh, the biggest uh, part, our biggest change for airdrops for claim page and sending tokens to multiple wallet addresses. I guess for multiple wallet addresses, if you're sending them tokens directly to their wallet, now you have the option to essentially just type in the token and it'll send you all the token holders uh and it it works for tokens it works for uh nfts so you can say give me all the people that hold CryptoPunks, Mm -hmm. and also give me all the people that hold more than 75 fwb Mm -hmm. and you can pick and choose multiple of these options a snapshot pop and you can sort of curate what kind of audience you're trying to reach out to and then distribute tokens Mm. and you can do it progressively in a continuous way because token distributions are meant to be done again and again Uh, like i said uh, distribute tokens at the speed of participation so i think that's something that keep an eye out for if you're going to Coinwise. try to try to just play around with it and see like what makes sense for your community maybe try to curate and send tokens to people that actually add value Uh, and then even for claim pages you can say you must hold uh, this nft to claim this airdrop you must hold mm-hmm. these pull up okay. and you can add as many conditions as you want so i guess uh check it out all these conditions and and ways to get these addresses are all live it's all no code uh and now you can create your own airdrop um, um in seconds amazing
0: congratulations on the drop congratulations on the announcement um this was fun as always third episode can't wait for the fourth one uh but yeah man thanks for being on thank you for having me What's up guys, thank you for listening. If you've gotten this far, then you are a champ and I owe you a free listener pin. Go to adamlevy.io forward slash NFT, fill in your info and I'll distribute the NFT towards the end of the season. By collecting your pin, you prove your contribution to the season and get exclusive access to content, allow lists and more. So be sure to collect yours. Also, please make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. This helps me out so much. And finally, hit me up on Twitter at LevyChain. I want to hear what you're building, the latest crowdfund you're trying to complete, or if you simply want to chat. I love talking about where crypto meets the creator economy, and it's no different if it's coming from you directly. So thanks again for your support. It means the world. And I'll see you on the next episode.